Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. I'm Halls. Halls Burkhart. How you doing, Halls? I'm all right. We're going to hear from some friends today. We're going to let them take the wheel, guide oh, us yeah. along the way. A little feedback episode. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh shit, I want to do that, fucking send us an email or a voicemail. It's super easy. Yeah, just do it. Highpotionpod at gmail.com. So, buddy, uh, you want to do some Elden Ring updates? Man, I can always talk about that game. Boy, can I too. Finally, um, this week, not great for my Elden Ring playtime. I played Sunday. I beat my first shard bearer. Mm-hmm. First try. Nice job. First try, baby. Yeah, the boss before him in way the story harder. is way harder, I think. yeah, Way harder. Um, had a blast exploring Stormvale and Castle Morin. Mm-hmm. I love the way you explore those areas in this game. Cause it's not just like room to room. Oh, here's a ladder. Here's some stairs. There's elements of that, but sometimes it's like, Oh, you got to jump this wall, crawl mm-hmm. down some rubble, go into this little opening in the wall or jump from the top of a tower to another tower. Like it's not, it's linear, but it doesn't feel linear. It gives you this really cool sense of exploration. Totally. I love it. It's one of my favorite things in the game. Yeah, those they're called legacy dungeons, I think, and the they just are huge and they have so many different paths that lead to so much hidden hidden stuff. Like even if you're not trying to find the critical path or whatever, you're just gonna right. be you're gonna be amused for a while. Yeah. Just tons of stuff. And tons of things squirreled away and hidden things to find and I just Man, do I like this game. You did the same thing I did. I found the boss. And you can always tell because there's like a gold wall of fog. Mm -hmm. And so I found the boss and I was like, okay, now that I've found this dude before I fight him, I'm going to go back through this castle. I even started, just went back to the first waypoint and just ran that bitch again. Yep, (laughs) me too. Straight from the beginning. Just making sure. Mm -hmm, Just trying to find stuff. And I, I, I found stuff every time. Yep. Like that I, I didn't find. know there's a ton mm-hmm. that I didn't find in Stormvale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy it. Uh, so then this week, I was having a pretty rough day one day. And I was like, man, I don't want to sit here and fucking type all day. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Elden Ring for like 15 minutes. 
And I was like, I was like, you know what? The two things I want to do that I have on my plate, I know I can't do a dungeon. I know I can't do this or this, you know, can't really explore in that much time, but I'm just going to take a little break from work and I'm going to go kill the tree sentinel. I'm going to go beat him like the printer in office space. Yeah. I'm going to go kill the tree sentinel and I'm going to kill that first dragon you run across in the opening area. Mm-hmm. Those are my two goals. So I haven't tried to fight the tree sentinel in quite a while. And I got my dude to a pretty powerful spot. Got a kick-ass sword. You know, been leveling my guy up. And I was still a little nervous because of how many times <clears throat> that dude has beaten my ass. Mm-hmm. Right? So I get, I go to that, you know, first sight of grace in the open world. And there he is. He's walking around. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting set up and making sure my flasks are easily accessible. I'm, you know, just fucking ready to go take this dude out. Two minutes later, he's dead. No problem. Wiped the floor with him. I was so scared of him and had no need to be at the level I was. You just ruined him. Ruined him, man. Got that golden halberd, which I won't use. Nick's been using that. He oh, really? Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. I'm more of a sword guy. The spear. I can see the appeal of the spears having the range and stuff, right? That's kind of the appeal. Mm-hmm. But, uh... You know, maybe one day in a couple of years, if I feel like playing Elden Ring again, I'll I'll definitely make something besides a sword and shield guy. Yeah, same. <laughs> I uh, I found a really cool enchantment. Well, it's not even an enchantment. It's one of those Ash of Wars that you can put on your weapon. Mm-hmm. That uh, gives it kind of makes the weapon holy for a couple of seconds. So even ah. if you're not, if you don't have the spell or incantation right. to cast it on your weapon, this gives it to you for. Like, I'd say about 15 to 20 seconds. So if you're in a place where the, you know there's skeletons or there's a group of skeletons coming at you, you just bust that out real quick and they don't get up. Oh, really? Because skeletons are some of the most annoying oh, enemies Oh, my God. We'll game. talk about skeletons in just a second. <laughs> so then uh, I'm like, all right, well, that went easily. That went perfectly fine. Time to go fucking fuck up this dragon. Mm-hmm. And I run. And Steve had told me, hey, it's a little easier if you're on horse to take him out and you were 100% cor- correct and I couldn't believe how easily I was just killing this dude just right running in yeah. slash running before back I out. know it down he's down to like half health he mm-hmm. hasn't hit me once I'm feeling like a million dollars and then I got greedy and he hit me once with his flame breath and boy that's it I'm dead right mm-hmm. so I'm like well I can't keep trying this I'll uh, I'll come back and try it again next time I play and then last night when I finally had a chance to play, I immediately run out there, pick up the soul, the runes I drop, and take it to that dragon, buddy. <laughs> Dead. Nice. So that's a nice, that feels nice. Yeah, man, to take out a big-ass dragon. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'm sure the ones I'll be encountering that I've run across and run from, I'm sure they're much harder, but uh, it felt good to take that first one down. You know, a lot of them aren't as bad as that one, at least that I've fought. Well, I won't say a lot. Um, there's maybe another one that I've fought that I pretty much whipped his ass. But then there's some East, like in Kaled, that Ooh. are still owning my shit. I've right seen now, one so. in Kaled who freaked me the fuck out. I've seen a couple in Kaled who, who freak me out. If the one that you're talking about, he flings this really poisonous stuff all over you and that's what makes him difficult oh he's got a poison there's and it's not poison it's scarlet rot which is i think toxic if if you're familiar with dark souls is like the super poison basically yeah 
<clears throat> you can't cure it with normal poison. You need special, specialized stuff right. to cure it. So, you know, I went and got that badass sword, the Sword of Night and Flame. And uh, boy, do I love it. It completely changed my build, right? I had to take a quick U-turn on my build. There's <laughs> yeah. no more points going in strength. Now it's going in faith and intelligence, endurance, stuff like that, right? A little bit in mind. Uh, and it is all it's hyped up to be yes. as far as the power of the sword. But I'll tell you this. It is not the great equalizer that some people, at least for me, sure, and my skill level in a Souls game, it's not the equalizer that some people make it out to be because... Uh, there's plenty of stuff that annihilates me having sure. that sword. And, you know, its special abilities are real cool, but you know what is real hard to do? Get one of those special abilities off on an extremely aggressive boss, like a dragon. Right, or... and also, you know, those abilities cost FP, and if yep. you're going to summon yep. something in, that chews up a lot of that meter. Yep. Unless you start in, uh, you investing, know, in mind. investing in mind. Yeah. yeah, so that's another stat. <clears throat> I know, man. That's the problem with it you know, the intelligence builds is that you, you have to focus on your mind almost as much as you have to focus on like that life bar. Yeah. It's, it's it, my, uh, build is all over the place because mm -hmm. of finding that sword. I know you can respec. Mm -hmm. I know it's not super easy. Um, it's not, but it's not that bad either. Yeah. And, and it might be something I think about once I get a few more levels under my belt, um, just to rebalance some things mm -hmm. a little bit, mm -hmm. but, uh, I haven't gotten to that point yet. And so, okay, I get done with that first Shardbearer boss. And then I'm like, okay, I want to go explore Lernia. The next area right. that's connected there. Yeah, Lernia. Uh, and I go in there and, you know, you know, I'm just looking around, having trouble finding dungeons. Like, mm -hmm. um, I find one. It wasn't that bad, but it definitely uh, was testing my patience. And then I went and cleared out a crystal mine that I had been messing around in. Uh, you and I were actually exploring it at the same time. Not mm -hmm. in the same game, obviously, but... Concurrently. Uh, yeah. Well, I was there looking for some upgrade stones for my sword. So I went and finally cleared that out because it had been a little while <laughs> since I had been there. And it was one of those things. The first time I went, it was really tough for me and I couldn't even get to the boss room. So... I was a little worried, went in and had no problem, right? Mm -hmm. Then Nick is like, oh, I can tell you where there's a dungeon. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he was like, it's, it's a little tough. And it's called the Black Knife Catacombs. All right, I'm down to do a little mini dungeon. Boy, was I getting mad. <laughs> Man, was that dungeon making me angry. Did you get through that one? I did. Is that the one where you have to like ride the blades up yep. to the next level? Oh, that was that one was a pain. So I get in there, and you know, as I have learned from playing Elden Ring so far, you kill a skeleton, it crumples into bones on the floor, and then you strike it while it's on the ground. It starts it starts reanimating, yeah. and that's when you can hit it again because you and can't hit it right away. No, that's the annoying thing. If you could just hit it again, it'd be one thing, but you have to give it like two seconds. Yeah. Before you can hit it again to actually kill it. And so I get in there and I'm like, oh, great, skeletons. Well, I know how to handle them. And they just keep coming back and back. And I'm like, I can't figure it out. I can't <laughs> fucking figure out why I can't kill these skeletons. And I'm dying to these dudes. And they're not like they're super mm -mm. hard. It's just I can't get any breathing room because I'll kill up. one yeah. and then work on another one. And his buddy's getting up. And it's just 
annoying, right? And then thankfully, because I was on the Discord with you guys, you were like, wait a second. Yeah, you were like, God, these. you made a comment. You were like, dang, how many times do these skeletons get up? Yeah. How do I get, you know, and I immediately knew right where you were. And you were so like, did Nick. is there an old guy? <laughs> Go with find a, a necromancer. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it was, man. And as soon as you guys told me that, guess who's at the boss room? <laughs> me. That's who's at the boss room. <laughs> And that was the boss room where it's like a, a few skeletons and like this one creepy thing. Shade looking thing, yeah. Did he ever get you with his grab? Yeah. Oh my God, isn't that the most horrifying thing? Holy shit. So I get in there and I'm like, uh, two skeletons and another guy. What do I do? What do I do? You know, that first that moment when you first step into a boss room in a mm-hmm. Souls game. And I he killed me immediately. He got me in the grab and killed me immediately. And I was like, well that fucking sucks like his, his head turns into like a spider yeah oh my god i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> oh it's one of the creepier things i've seen in this game and there's been some creepy things yeah yeah uh and i met the big turtle yeah the pope turtle oh boy do i like pope turtle <laughs> pope john turtle the second oh man yeah he's great I, he's the one i gave all the the books to uh, okay that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. The one thing I got to say about Elden Ring is I am terrified to get rid of some items. So you find these prayer books. I have Mm -hmm. two different ones right now. And you have so many options of who you can give them to. And I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah, I understand that. I just went with him because I was like, man, what the heck? He's a big turtle with a Pope hat. What am I? What's what's not to love? Well, (laughs) guess who's getting those books when I get on today? My turtle boy. I love that turtle boy. Yeah, it just gives him more um, spells to teach you. Let me summon him. Make him a summon. Yeah, for real. Hopefully you don't have to like kill him or something. I don't know. I got a summon yesterday that had one of the grossest names. <laughs> Standard floor, floor squirters or some Ooh, shit like that. I don't know if I found that one. So, you know, uh, when you're in down in the <laughs> lake of Lernia or whatever? Yeah. Lernia, whatever. The poison pods, mm-hmm. you can summon those. Oh, I got a summon for those, and they're called like something squirters. It was gross. I was like, "Oh, squirters!" I don't know if I found those. Um, you want to hear a voicemail? Yeah. Well, do you have any Elden Ring? I've just been sitting here chatting your head off, Um, talking about what I've been doing. Really? Because what you've been doing is of more interest. Because I'm a little bit more ahead of you. I will say I've been messing around in Kalid, which is east of the starting area. It's, I've been uh, through there a couple of times. Pretty rough. Terrifying. I was looking. able to make it through like kind of one stretch of things without a problem. But I went to some areas where I was running into some pretty hard resistance. Like a, a boss that really messed me oh, up. Oh, I, I, you had to take a break. You were yeah, like, I yeah, I got to stop. Uh, I fought him real... like 15 times or something like oh, that. Oh, my God. And it was to the point where... I knew his entire move set. Mm-hmm. Like I could dodge most of it, but there was like one or two things that would just stupid hit me, and and it would take all my life. So I was like, I'm just not leveled for this dude because I'm hitting him with a giant sword and not doing enough damage. With a big sword, you have to do decent chunks because you're really yeah. putting yourself out there with yeah. every swing. And I'm two handing, <sighs> and I'm not using the shield. Duh. So, but I I know it. So now I just need some levels so I can deal with him. Execute. More. Yeah. And that, it feels like a lot of Kaled. I just feel like I'm under leveled for it. So, yeah. Is there, I don't know. Is there a spot that you could go to instead of there yes, right now? There that's is where I am. Mm-hmm. Where are you going instead of Kaled? It's called the Altus Plateau. Okay. You can um, get there through Larnia 
or you can get there through um you would have to go to Kalid and do something which i could tell you where that is and you yeah. could get through that no problem but there's a couple routes up there and it feels definitely a lot more in line with where you're i'm supposed to be oh, okay cool. as terms of damage output <laughs> do i need to go down into the safria river area yeah, you yet? can do that i mm-hmm. could do that now absolutely you because you know i'm a little over leveled for it right i now. ran in there to get my bow mm-hmm. back in the day and have not been back yeah go back pay him a visit all right now i will say revenge that, that despite the fact that you will be getting revenge there are some bowmen in that area that are freaking ridiculous buddy that's <laughs> why i haven't been back so i go to get my bow and i go in there fully thinking like i didn't have many souls on or runes on me anyway maybe like 300 or 400 i was like this is just a run to get this bow if i die i'm not coming back to pick up 400 runes right right yeah who cares <laughs> so i run in and <clears throat> get the bow i've been looking for the horned bow which i'm still using mm-hmm <clears throat> And as soon as I pick it up, I'm like, okay, I've got the item I'm here for. Let me go look around a little bit because this place looks cool as hell. So I start poking around a bit and I just turn a corner and all of a sudden, a te- like a, a teal spectral arrow <laughs> flies from off screen, headshots me, one shot, I'm dead. Oof. I haven't been back. Yeah, you can handle those shots a little better now, but... I mean, it's so funny because the the animations stick with you for a minute. So mm-hmm. you'll just walk around with like four or five arrows sticking out of you, huge and arrows around you, yeah, <laughs> before they eventually go away. But there's a hidden boss kind of hidden in that in that area. So you, you need to make sure you fight two bosses, okay, including one that I really want want you to see because the design is sick. I, I think I want to know your thoughts on it. Okay, you should know it when you see it. Okay, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Well, I'll be do. We'll be on the headsets yeah, tonight. That's what I'll be doing. So, all right, let's hear voicemail. Let's, let's get it. to the feedback section of this. This is from our buddy, King Tom Chansky. Oh, King Tom, what's up? King Kong ain't got shit on King Tom. <laughs> That's the truth. Hey there, Haas and Steve. So the other day I was playing uh, Super Metroid on the Switch with my son there, and I was telling him all about, you know, when I was growing up, I played Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo and original Metroid, and I was telling him, you know, he thought it was awesome that underneath the armor, Samus was a woman. And that kind of brought to mind a story. Metroid came out probably when I was in the fifth grade, and I had a Nintendo at my father's, so I only got to play it, like, every other weekend. But, you know, of course, I would talk to my friends and listen to what they had to say. So one day, my, my best friend, Alex, in fifth grade, he tells me in the morning, I have something I have to tell everyone at recess. Uh-oh. And he told that to everyone. So everyone was looking forward to recess. And it turns out, Alex had just beat Metroid. He was the first in our class to beat Metroid. And so, like, all the, guy, all the boys were gathered around him in, in the, you know, outside area, wherever we played recess. And... He's like, okay, I have two things to tell you. First, Mother Brain is just like this thing in a jar. And there was like some rumbling. And then he said, so then after you beat her, you have to climb out of the fortress as it's like going to blow up. And then you see Samus on the surface of the planet and the armor comes off and it's a girl. And I think that moment might 
hold the Guinness World Record for the most fifth boys saying no way. <laughs> I was the only one who believed him. Like, everyone else was saying he's full shit. In fact, there's a kid, Joe. You know, Joe was the one who his uncle worked at Nintendo. And <laughs> Joe came back a few days later and he said, well, my uncle said that that's not the ending. Still, I was the only one who believed Alex, but then eventually, you know, Alex was proved right. And that's, I, you know, there were all sorts of little video game things I remember like that where, you know, we would be talking about and your friends would tell you something. And, and most of the times, um, you know, they were right. But every now and then someone like Joe was looking for attention and would make something up. And that was just, you know, how things were. Because now my son, he watches... You know, he'll we we have a small list of sites he can visit or YouTube channels he can watch. That's how he gets his video game information. And it's it's a lot different now than it was then because now, you know, he could see and hear. But back then we had to rely on word of mouth. So I was wondering if and I, this is a really long-winded way of asking and I apologize. Do you guys have any stories of how you know Oh my god, I fucked up King Tom's voicemail of all voicemail. Hey there, Hoss. If, and I, this is a really long-winded way of asking. Right back to where we left. Do you guys have any stories of how you know you learned about video game related things in the schoolyard or in the Boy Scout Cub Scout pack, I guess, Hawes? I'm not a <laughs> scouter. So, I don't you know what I mean. But, you know, what were some of the ways that things, friends relayed things to you? And it's like, could you not get home to wait and try it out? Or something like that. Just figured I'd, I'd want to hear that sort of thing from you guys, if you have any stories like that. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. And I will talk with you later. Oh, yeah, is the answer. Nice, nice good question, King Tom. I want to say props to your friend Alex for having that sense of the dramatic at that age. Because I yeah. feel like when I heard that Samus was a woman, we were just, I think it was just before class, like somebody had beat the game and, and was, just dropped just it, dropping it. Yeah. Yep. But this dude was like, no, meet me out of recess. Yeah. This dude set the stage. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm you saying. knew that dude is probably an actor <laughs> of the stage and screen now. But man, it's hard to imagine a bigger one than that. Like for me, there's, I definitely have some other ones we, that I'll talk about, but man, the fact that, that blew a lot of people's minds, I feel yeah. like, finding yeah. that one out. It was one of... I don't remember there being a lot of surprise endings in that era of mm -hmm. of uh, video gaming. You know what I mean? I do remember uh, I was personally the first kid out of my friend's group to beat Mario 2. And you know the final sort of cutscene of Mario 2 reveals that it's all a dream mm -hmm. that Mario dreamt up. I remember telling my friends that and them being like, A, you didn't beat Mario 2, and B, it wasn't a dream. They wouldn't do that and like not believe in me. It's the way it is, man. I know. Uh, so that's one that I remember is Mario 2 being a dream. And more so than like people telling you things that turned out to be true, it was a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Back in those days. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, a lot, lot of, of misinformation. One truer thing I remember um, was the Contra Code. Uh, and yeah, talked about that a lot in school. And I remember there was a gas station down the street. And they had one of the stand-up arcade machines. And I don't know how it worked. But it would run like 
several different games. Mm-hmm. I guess all play choice ten Konami games maybe, but it was only like two or three games, it okay. like a ton. But one of them was Contra, and you could put the code in oh. on on this arcade and get the thirty lives. And so I remember going up there, uh, like probably against my parents' wishes, like just walking there after school or whatever, <laughs> and hoping they wouldn't notice I was home late. And uh, there was another kid there, didn't know who he was, and. Uh, I was like, do you do you know the code? And he goes, no. And so I showed this dude the code, and we each chipped in a quarter and had 30 lives to play with, and we beat the game. And it was That's just like awesome. one of those moments where I was like, yeah, dude, psh, high five. And it was that was one of the cooler moments, like never being able saw to show again. somebody the code. Yeah, and a dude, I never saw that again. That kid was the BK, BKT killer. He grew up to be the BKT killer. I dodged a bullet. Yeah. He was like, mm, I like that kid's skin. I'm going to do something with that. <laughs> he knows how to get 30 lives in Contra. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember the Contra code. I knew the Contra code ahead of time. Get it? When I got Contra for my birthday, I already knew about the code, but I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... A kid telling me the big one was always fake codes for punch out mm. passwords. Oh, write down the password so you can get to Mike Tyson. I remember the password for Mike Tyson going around though. I knew it at one point. Yeah, like, I think um, that was the that was the way I beat the game was was I got his code. Yeah, and just would just start at him. <laughs> and then there was this kid in my class in like first and second grade. His name was Philip can't even remember his last name name this kid had two fandoms mega fandoms kool-aid and nintendo this kid would show up every day with a kool-aid mustache (laughs) i'm talking it would be orange or red this kid had perma kool-aid mustache and do you remember packages of kool-aids had the kool-aid points on the back oh yeah that you could supposedly save up and send off for kool-aid merch yep he was the only kid i ever knew that had Kool-Aid merch. He would show up wearing like Kool-Aid MC Hammer parachute <laughs> pants and Kool-Aid shirts and shit. I was like, God damn, that Sick. kid drinks a lot of Kool-Aid. And he loved Nintendo. He loved he had a Nintendo lunchbox, which I was super jealous I know. of. So we all love Nintendo. It had a uh, link on it, like mm. this cartoon version of Link. And this kid, I bet you he runs like a uh, Twitter bot misinformation <laughs> campaign now because he was the king of fucking Nintendo inf- misinformation because he was clearly very well off because he had every game. He was the kind of kid that would bring a game cartridge to school to just brag that he got this game. And like, oh, OK, cool. You brought a cartridge to school. Well, you can't play it here. What the fuck? Right. And I remember him telling me. That if you uh, beat Double Dragon 2 and did a specific... I wish I could remember the specific thing that you could then play as the Ninja Turtles <laughs> in Double Dragon 2. <laughs> and guess who owned Double Dragon 2? Me. And guess who fucking loved the Ninja Turtles? Me. I mean, that's that's one that you should have seen through, I think. But either way, Double Dragon 2 rules. In second grade? First oh, it's, grade? Well, second grade. I'm I guess not that's talking. Young. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my Nintendo memories are later than that. They're like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, no, you know? I'm talking young, young yeah, buddy. Yeah, I could see that. He yeah. also... Uh, uh, I'm trying to... He had one for Zelda. And I wish I could... Fuck, it's escaping me. I remember... Uh, 
I think a thing about Zelda was a kid in my class had beaten Ganon and nobody had done it. And he was a really good drawer. Kid's name was yeah. Vinny. And he drew a picture of Ganon. And like that was the first time I saw his face was this dude's drawing of it. Yeah. And it turned out to be pretty accurate. Like that was pretty wild. Like seeing a wanted poster or something. You want to fucking talk about the kids I was always jealous of in school were the kids that could draw. I know. I couldn't draw for shit. Man, especially (laughs) in that Nintendo Ninja Turtles era. Mm -hmm. You'd have kids like I'm sure if I saw the drawing today, I'd be like, well, their perspectives all off. (laughs) But back in the day, they might as well have been a professional Marvel artist. The shit yeah. they were producing. Yeah. Anybody who could draw anything was immediately um, like super impressive. And then in my eyes. It, one talking about ones that you would immediately see through would be later in like the SNES era when people would be like, there's a code you can put in to Street Fighter and all. And it's a nudity code. <laughs> Chun-Li and Cammy are naked. And I'd be like, well, I mean, yeah, that would be cool. But I don't think that's the case, sir. Yeah. Or, <laughs> What's or, the code? Or or. Wasn't there one that like you had to beat the game with everybody and then um, beat the game with Ryu without getting hit against Bison and then put in a code and it would unlock the bosses to use yeah, something yeah, like that? Yeah, shit like that. Or how um, – do you remember uh, – what were they? They weren't fatalities in Killer Instinct. They kind of were. But they, they had a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you remember the one character that would flash? Yeah. Orchid. Orchid. She'd flash. I think that was the genesis of the secret nudalities <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. There would always be some kid that'd be like, you know, instead of a, a, a fatality or a friendship, you can do a nudality. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really, kid? How? Tell me. Tell me right now. I'll go fire. I'll go fire up Mortal Kombat too. I'll pick Milena, and I'm going to see them boobs if this is true. <laughs> but I don't think it's true. No, it wasn't. I remember, though, somebody did did uh, show me there was a way that you could do a Bay Ballady, uh playing as Baraka and then do the thing where he chops up the yep. baby. Not, no, the baby wouldn't, like, chop to pieces, but it looked funny like yeah. he was doing the chop-up move on the baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. that like a little weird. glitch you yeah, can manipulate. Yeah, a little bit of a glitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's kind of stuff I, I definitely remember. Um, yeah, I just remember more than kids. I definitely have moments where kids would be like, oh, I beat Ganon or, you know, mm-hmm. like the stuff we're talking about Metroid. But more than that, I, what I remember is kids just bold face lying <laughs> about their accomplishments or some secret to yeah. a game. Can't anymore. <laughs> now I can just go look God, at that achievement I'll be, list. Oh, hold on one What's second. your gamer tag? What's your hmm? gamer tag? Let me go on YouTube and type in Mortal Kombat Nudality. <laughs> oh, zero hits. So mm. you said you beat Dark Souls, did you? Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that, is, that, that, that is why this era is, is a little better. Yeah, you can hold people accountable. Well, that was on my old gamer tag, bro. No, it wasn't. I guarantee you people <laughs> use that excuse. And you know what sucks about that excuse? Is I actually have that as a valid excuse on my PlayStation. You do? You were yeah. forced to change your name? Well, no. I was forced to change my name. Somebody reported my original name on Xbox. Which, by the way, wasn't offensive. It's it not like wasn't. I had a slur in it. I'm not that kind of dude. It was Wheels, Wheels of, of Green. green. Yeah. With some elite speak in it. Meaning like the E's were with replaced threes. with threes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> not the best... It's not bad. Mine now is better. The Red Eye Jedi. I don't understand how the wheels of green would would be construed as offensive. 
well, when I got the report, it said because of drug reference. Um, I still don't. I think I. That's so broad. I think the worst roommate ever reported. Oh man, that's stupid though. Um, but, I mean, I st- even if you reported somebody, it's not like I would think if, if your name was I smoke weed. Yeah, or four twenty six shooting up in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh but no, on my PlayStation, uh I got locked out of my initial PlayStation account. It was pre PlayStation before having a PlayStation 4. So the one I made for like the PS3, mm-hmm. the one that I would have played, you know, any PS3 games including Last of Us the very first time were on that account and then you know, my PlayStation 3 took a crap and I didn't get a 4 at launch. It was a mm-hmm. few years in. Yeah. And so then when I went to get in, my account was completely locked out. Completely locked out. So my PlayStation account now is actually my second one. So some stuff was on my old account. Thank <laughs> you, sir. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't really think of any other... I'm sure there's some other ones out there yeah. that I'll remember at some point randomly, but that was a good question. That is a good question. The, the schoolyard was always fun for video game rumors, especially yeah. back then. Or especially if a kid showed up with a copy of a video game magazine you would, mm. you hadn't mm-hmm. seen, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, can I see that? Can I can I look through it real quick? Yeah, King Tom's from like our era where we, we had to go to like Radio Shack. Or, yep. you know electronics boutique when they were small stores and go look at the pc game boxes on the yeah. back and be like oh that looks awesome can my pc run this and not knowing and showing it to your dad and be like can, my, can our pc run this and the answer was always no no even no. if it could we got a tandy <laughs> <laughs> i had tandies they were great they were Some great good games on those every now and then i'll come across like someone sort of locally like on facebook marketplace or something selling an old tandy oh. And I see it, and I get the hard eyes emoji going on. Ooh, a tandy. Cool. Yeah. That's some... What would I do with a tandy? Not much. But look <laughs> at it and smile. I don't need a tandy, but I want a tandy. It'd be so funny. It, it would blow up trying to run like a PlayStation 1, <laughs> you know, no, Super I, Nintendo. Yeah, blow up probably running some Nintendo stuff. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. It's like the you, Pinto of computers. You ain't you ain't emulating shit on a Tandy. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, next up, we got an email from Jeffrey. <clears throat> hey fellas, so my name is Jeffrey, and I host the Back Bedroom, a fun podcast that talks a little bit of everything. But I'm writing this email to talk about y'all. So I'm close to beating God of War on Give Me God of War mode. So like always, I'm fully obsessed with whatever game I'm currently playing. So while at work, I decided to look up podcasts on God of War. High Potion popped up. I clicked because of the artwork. I stayed because of Stephen Hall's. There's that Evan DeCellis artwork doing us well, man. man. So I listened to the God of War episode, and I thought it was great. So the next day at work, I queued up a few more episodes. As I listened to the very first one, I heard someone say Birmingham, and I thought, nah, no way. Then y'all stay talking about Alabama football, and I'll be damned. So not only did I discover an awesome podcast, but y'all are in my state and in my city. Sorta. I live outside of actual Birmingham, but y'all know how it is. Mm -hmm. So now I'm really excited. Then Geralt of Rivia becomes the third overall pick in the character draft. The love for Witcher 3 is clearly there. 
Gears of War Horde Mode is the greatest thing to happen to video games, and someone mentioned Halo Wars. That's when I knew I belonged. I put so many hours into Halo Wars, and if they make a new one, Antonio Banderas laptop reaction gif. <laughs> so look, fellas, I love what you're doing, so I had to send this email. Sorry it's so long, but again, I had to. So I host a podcast as well, and I'm taking a lot of the same, talking about a lot of the same stuff. So if you ever want to collab or do something, please let me know. The fact that we're from Bama is something crazy. Keep rocking and rolling, and I'll keep listening. Roll Tide, back bedroom host, Jeffrey. Heck yeah, Jeffrey. Roll Tide, buddy. P.S. And if y'all want to check out the back bedroom, it's wherever you listen to podcasts. I will absolutely check that out. That's really cool, man. Speaking of uh, Bama football, when do you think that new NCAA game is going to come out? They announced it last year, right? I mean, gosh, I wouldn't think it would take them too terribly long. It's just going to... It's got to be just running on a modified Madden engine. Right. That's so. what I would think. The th- I think the biggest thing they're, they're going to have to uh, clear is figuring out all the payment stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think with that, they'll more than likely do like a blanket thing where every player just receives a little bit of money. Just every player on a college football team. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to having to pay like extra bucks for the, the cover Alabama artist. quarterback or whatever. The you cover know. artist might get a a little extra money you know, okay. put on the- definitely definitely that's let that's me a ask good point do you believe in the madden cover curse uh no but it's it was it's interesting pretty, yeah, right it's pretty interesting there for a while it was yeah the fact that several people got put into put on the cover of madden and then had something yeah got injured or had a bad year yeah it's disastrous to semi-disastrous happened the next year I love weird. shit like yeah, that. I, I love cool. shit like that, man. Weird little cosmic coincidences. Um, I'll, The new NCAA game will be the first sports game I purchase in a long time. Hell yeah. I'll be getting that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get that 100%. And I'll just let you beat up on Mississippi State like the, bat, the, the old days. We'll do um, the dynasty mode where you can recruit players. And then once you figure out how to like game that system, you'll just stock your team with five stars you'll be great you think they'll let me uh recruit vladi divok <laughs> no but you 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 might could make your own player and, and name and him vladi divok oh. yeah <laughs> god i love hey have you watched any of that show that uh show about the, oh, lakers? the showtime lakers i haven't but it looks good i watched the first episode and it is good is there a chance i get some vladi in that i don't know I sure hope so. I'm not saying as I don't, a full I don't role. I think so. If, if if he is, it's going to be towards the end. But I I don't know how long they focus on him for. Yeah, I don't either. If because the Showtime Lakers were, I feel like they're focusing on the early part of it mm-hmm. when it kind of mm-hmm. came together. Um, I was still a few years away from appreciating basketball myself at that point. I started getting really into it around like 1989. When Michael Jordan was doing his thing. Okay. Well, I don't want to give anything away. I think it could get to at least that point. Cool. Yeah. Because the first scene of the first episode takes place in the future. Like, not... It's not like everybody's... (laughs) And flying cars! (laughs) No, it takes place in the future as opposed to the rest of the show is what I mean. Cool. Um, (laughs) So, I'm actually... Uh, trying to look it up 
to see if he's on the cast. Fuck it. I'll look it up later. <laughs> I got to know if Lottie's going to be in it, even for a little bit. Yeah, that's your man, your sportsman. All right. Next up, we got an email from Connor. Uh, first off, love the gaming podcast as well as Blue Harvest. Currently at the age where a lot of my close buddies have mostly abandoned gaming for family-making, house-buying life. Kind of a total bummer, but I enjoy hearing you guys talk about my similar interests in detail. Uh, second off, in defense of the love it or hate it, Tactical Slayer slash SWAT. <laughs> I'm one of the sweaty dudes who has slayed at it since 2007. When I'm playing Halo's, Halo with randoms, it's one of the only game modes I can clutch constantly at. Besides Slayer, the other objective-based 4v4 modes are usually a pain in the ass if I'm playing alone. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I agree that objective-based... I only stick to... If I'm solo, it's, it's team, team Slayer, Slayer baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet I do primarily play first-person shooters. Screw Call of Duty, though. <laughs> uh, y'all should look into Hell Let Loose. It's brutal, but man, is it large-scale battle fun, especially when people communicate. I sweat a bit too hard on them military milis, mil sims. Military mil sims. Mili, uh, military sim, I, I guess. guess. Yeah, yeah w- hell becomes loose or whatever. Yeah, I think that that is like a is World War Two. Hell let loose. Hell, let I don't loose. know. I've never played. I've never heard of it until this very moment. I think I saw it in the store at one point. Huh. I might have even had like an early access period, maybe too. I gotcha. This is more of a software slash app complaint question. I think the PS5 is adding Discord abilities on console. Why the hell isn't Xbox looking into that? I want to cross-play chat with Xbox homies from PC without dealing with the clunky Xbox Live PC app. Uh, I, I mean, the reason they're not doing that, the reason... That Discord isn't on Xbox is because they want you to use Xbox. Right. Chat. Yeah. Microsoft wants to use their in-house function for that stuff. I I wish it wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I would love if Discord was an app on Xbox and I could just we could just use that all Same. the time. I miss Mixer honestly because um, if I ever wanted to just stream something real quick just for Nick to watch, like mm-hmm. it's so easy to do it. <laughs> PlayStation, it's so easy to stream too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it's just a little well, you more... know, they recently re-added Twitch integration into Xbox. Oh, good. So I think okay. it's back to being easy like it used to be. When Xbox bought Mixer and they were pushing Mixer mm-hmm. and then Mixer went under, yeah. they didn't immediately reintegrate. Like, you could still stream Twitch from your Xbox, but it was not as easy as it was at one point. Weren't they just throwing, like, cash at Ninja and <laughs> Shroud? And... Yep. They brought a lot. Of, they spent a lot of money to bring a lot of people over to Mixer for like six months, and then they were like, "We're shutting this shit down. <laughs> we're shutting it down. <laughs> Take it down. Take it down." <laughs> hey, he brought up Call of Duty. Did have you seen the rumors that it's? Is it rumors or was it confirmed? There's by not going to be a, a Call but, of Duty this year. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the year off. It doesn't affect me because I don't play Call Same. of Duty. It's probably for the best. That's what think, I was going to say know? for my friends and stuff that play Call of Duty. I think it is. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, they'll have Warzone to that'll tide them over. Updated, you know, that'll keep sure. getting updated. Yeah. And uh, it'll probably result in a better product. I kind of wish Madden would do the same thing. They can't. They just can't. It's too much of a cash cow. I just wish that they would somehow let somebody else get a competition license, you know, like also access to the NFL. You know, I don't have any plans on picking it up. 
because I think the company is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. But it has been tempting seeing the new WWE 2022 reviews because they're oh, decent. Oh, are they good? Yeah, the they're decent. Good. They're like 8.5s. Oh, that's pretty good because, like, I mean, they're they're appealing to me with the NWO stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Well, then I saw that, like, the DLC characters that they're adding are, like, Jake Paul and Machine Gun Kelly. And you want to talk about two dudes that I don't know that I could dislike more. <laughs> yeah. Jake Paul and Machine Gun Kelly. Well, at least they're DLC, which means I don't have to worry about it. Um, what, what I'm worried about is that it's going to be a roster, and as it should be, of their roster now. And all I want to do... Let's it's play the play people you knew. The Attitude Era. I don't give a shit about what. I think now. I'm more interested in checking out the AEW yeah. game whenever mm-hmm. that comes out. Yeah, I watched a bit of um, their most recent pay per view uh, over at my buddy's house, and it was a lot of fun. Was it? Yeah. I'm so jealous. I wish they had a streaming app. I'm not going to get cable for mm-hmm. AEW because it's literally the only thing that I want to watch that's not available on streaming. They gotta, they gotta do something at some point about yeah. that. I gotta think. Yeah, with I would Tony Khan money. I wish they would, man, because I would check it out. Yeah, I'd even if they had a standalone app, you know, I would totally fucking check it out, man. Or who is it? They air it's on TNT. Is it TNT or TBS? Maybe both. The network, whatever network they're on, needs to get their shit together. Yeah, because you know, hearing. Um, people hype it up and talk about it so much i was like i think i want to check this out mm-hmm. and then just i knew in my heart of hearts i was going to type aew streaming and there would immediately people would be like oh you got to just get this app or they have their own app or whatever and then i pull it up and it's like well you can subscribe to sling for 60 bucks a month which is basically cable it's a cable app on your fucking console or whatever device or and it's just all kind of shit like that and i'm not gonna do that that's not what i'm looking for i cut cable for a reason yeah i don't need no stinking cable Mm -mm. yeah we just uh cut the cord ourselves (laughs) yeah um so uh then he asks also when are triple a games gonna get their act together i wanted battlefield 2042 to be good and i keep going back hoping it got better one day maybe one day Connor, keep it clean and the controller grease free. <laughs> Thanks for the email, dude. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed about Battlefield. I was looking forward to that one, and just hey, maybe one day. It's not even that I didn't have a terrible time when yeah. we were playing it, but then Halo came out and it was so fucking good. Yeah, it was that way better to me. It was that meme of the guy checking out the other girl that's walking by immediately, mm-hmm. and I haven't looked back. In fact, the other day I was doing the occasional clean of the storage on my xbox you know going through being like because I'm, I'm a hopeful guy you know what i mean where i leave stuff on there that i know isn't going to get played anytime soon mm-hmm. but i leave it on there because i'm like oh i'm definitely going to play that <laughs> oh, battlefield yeah. 2014 2042 got the delete yep. got the hook see ya bye get your shit together and maybe we'll talk about reinstalling yeah mm-hmm, no doubt i saw one of those memes the other day that was really funny and it was the dude he was walking with elden ring uh, and he was turning around, checking out Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. funny. That is funny. Man, he said, keep the controller grease-free. We <laughs> talked about this. I don't think on the show, right? I thought maybe we did. Oh. 
I can't tell anymore. I know the nighttime conversations. Yeah, talking about getting a fucking greasy ass. You're, you're <laughs> hanging out with your friend. Eat okay, because nothing goes better when you're a kid with playing video games than a Pizza Hut pan pizza. Snacks. Oh, my friend can come over and stay the weekend, and we're gonna order a Pizza Hut pan pizza. It's better keep the whole roll of paper towels oh over my here. God. You better eat it with gloves on. You ain't touching my Sega Genesis controller with them fucking greasy fingers. Pause. Keep them paws off of it, sir. All right. Next one we got is from Kyler. He says, hey, Halls and Steve. Kyler from Florida here. Love in one of your more recent episodes how Jacksonville, Florida got a shout out and the Magic the Gathering talk. I still frequently play and go to local game stores for it. Should have ha- should have an episode on it. Could talk about MTG for hours. But my question is, I have been getting into watching and reading about video game collecting. Would you ever collect for a vintage console you had never had before or collect for a console you have no nostalgia for? I recently bought a GameCube in December, a console I had never owned before, and it really got me interested in collecting. Just wanted to hear the only video game podcast on the planet's thoughts. Your friend from Kyler, Florida, Kyler. P.S. Go Gators. No, thank you. You guys took Dan Mullen from me. (laughs) You guys took Dan Mullen from my fingers. You can take him back. I I don't think he's at Florida anymore. Oh, did they? Not really? Yeah, they, they got rid of him. Oh. Their new coach is Billy Napier. Well, we'll sorry, Dan. Yes, yeah, they processed. Another one processed. Do you think he'd be coming back? Do you think he would come back to Mississippi State? Probably not. I don't know. Here's a question: A guy like Dan Mullen spent so much time at Mississippi State, couple seasons at Florida. Does he have the kind of money where he could literally just fuck off for the rest of his? I life? I would think so, especially the the um the move to Florida had to pay a lot. Right. I would, I would assume anytime you change jobs in that high of a profile, mm-hmm. there's going to be some serious money involved. So, you know, and they also might have let him go before his contract was up, which means he was due a lot of money. He might have had a buyout, which right. they might have had to pay. I, I don't know a ton about his situation, but it's a pretty lucrative field. So, yeah, I'm sure he's fine. You know, sometimes I see these jokers, right, that get these high paying jobs and then just keep working until they're like 80. And I get it. Work ethic. You love what you do. You give me two seasons <laughs> fucking, uh, you give me two seasons coaching a college football team where I make like 10 million after that two seasons. I'm gone, sir. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you look at a guy like Nick Saban who gets paid an astronomical amount and he's worth it. He, he has given delivered so much results, but uh, you know he's in his seventies, and, and he's, he's just, he said like I don't want to retire because like his life is so uh, like segmented and you know planned out. Yeah, and he's got the same routine he follows every day. And for people like that are just routine oriented, you don't want that to change. No, <laughs> I can't envision a life without it. So. No, I get that. I totally get it. But I am just. I you're want smart. To, you don't I want to retire, bro. Yeah, I want to retire and travel and play video games and hang out with Jesse and fucking. That's right. I want animals. We'll just go get a couple Airbnbs in Japan and just play through the whole Yakuza series there in Japan. Yeah, in Japan, living it, going out to fucking ramen <laughs> shops. Meet and, you in Kamurocho. Yeah, in our suits. <laughs> you know what I mean? In our cool suits. You know. Oh, I can't wait to get an eye patch. It's gonna be awesome. Oh. 
Shit. I think they'd look at me weird if I was just carrying a bat around. Yeah, I mean, we can't take it too far. Yeah. (laughs) But if someone steps to me and there's a bike, Uh, watch watch out. out. (laughs) Watch out, y'all. Random syringe. Uh Uh-huh. It's just a question mark. So, um, I would, I would love, like, I have a modest video game collection. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, compared to the kind of dudes I watch, because I watch a lot of YouTube video game content. Content, honestly, that's probably the thing I watch on YouTube the most. Like, I don't watch a lot of Star Wars content because Star Wars content on YouTube. Yeah. It gets a lot of angry guys in the cars. Mm. You know what I mean? That, Steel is cool. I watch Steel. Yeah. I do have some Star Wars stuff, but it's not... Your primary focus. Yeah, yeah, like what's weird is for Star Wars stuff, I typically go podcast. And then for um, video, video game stuff, I go YouTube. couple mm-hmm. of podcasts, mainly YouTube. Um. And I see these people with massive video game collections from every generation, you know, thousands and thousands of games. I do think that would be cool. The problem I have is I don't have the time to play all the current video games I want to play. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know? And secondly, it is, I do not have the wherewithal to figure out hooking all those old consoles up to a TV. <sighs> like I do have, I have a, uh, it's called a retro tink. Yeah. And there's, I also think there's new ways now too, where you can hook old consoles up to something that is supposed to kind of make it work with your TV. That's what I'm talking. I have a retro tink. That's that's what so that it's does. a little converter box and you plug in the mm-hmm. component cables or the, uh, RGBs. Yeah. The RGBs into it. And then it's an HDMI out that goes to your TV and it upscales it. Dope. And, you know, a couple of years back, I started the preliminary process of this dream project I'd like to pull off. Mm-hmm. I have not made much project, pro, uh, <clears throat> much uh, progress on it, but I bought uh, PlayStation 2 uh, and a bunch of different games, um, mainly going for video, Star Wars video games, right? Mm-hmm. And I got this retro tank and I hooked my PlayStation 2 up to my fancy TV and I played some Star Wars games. I replayed Xenogears. I went on this whole fucking PlayStation tear for a second there. Played Lunar Ooh, again. God, what a great game. You know what I mean? And I loved it. Mm-hmm. But boy, was it a hassle to hook all that shit up every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one day when Jesse and I get our house, if I have like a basement that's like my put all your dumb shit that I don't want to look at anymore this place. You know what I mean? Where I can right. put my Star Wars collection and have a video game collection and maybe have like a CRT. Mm-hmm. Get like a nice CRT set up to play the old systems on. That's when I could see myself going down that route. As far as consoles that I don't have a history or nostalgia for, some of those are the most appealing to me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know? like yeah, Same with me. Like collecting at first i was like i don't think so but now that i actually am sitting here pondering the question i think there actually would be some fun stuff stuff that i never played you know like the atari jaguar for example yeah i never really got to play that system i know it wasn't like super well thought of but we had the aliens versus predator game on it which was supposedly pretty cool yeah um the 3do is one that i wouldn't mind like checking out like a retrospect yeah or um 
I never owned a Saturn. Mm-hmm. I would love to get into Saturn collecting. There's a lot of cool JRPGs. They're mm-hmm. very expensive. That's the other thing. Right. Some of the stuff I'd be most interested in, real expensive. Yeah. Saturn games. Sega CD games are really expensive now. I never had a Sega CD. Mm-hmm. I would love to get a Sega CD. Yeah, Sega um, CD was fun. There was definitely a lot of cool stuff on that. For yeah. Sure. There's a whole sequel to Out of This World mm-hmm. that I never played called Heart, Heart of the Alien. Heart of the Alien, yep. Um, um, there was, um, oh shoot, what was I just thinking of? Um, with the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. There's, there's lots of stuff available for that, though. I think that one was a little more widely known. Yeah, and so we talked about it in our gaming last Gaming Confessions episode. The TurboGrafx-16 seems so cool to me, mm-hmm. but when I sit and look at the games... Yeah, you start running out real quick. I, of stuff, stuff I'm interested mm-hmm. in because I'm not into shooters, and that's a very shooter heavy game Mm -hmm. like i would love to play ease book one and two the first two games in the ease series i'd love to play splatterhouse i'd Mm -hmm. love to play the bonk games like and i've emulated and played a lot of those games and they're fun (laughs) but it seems a lot of the most well-regarded games on that system are shooters Mm -hmm. and i mean vertical and horizontal shooters like your um shit why can't i think air zonk or right uh like uh, ni- like old school like 1942 yeah 1943. those t- yeah 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 and i'm terrible at those <laughs> i always kind of liked them but it, i was never great at them yeah and i know that there are some people that that's like their thing that's mm-hmm. their genre and it's just not for me yeah just not for me um i see the appeal in it mm-hmm. um um another fun collectible would be the steel battalion i know we've talked about that yeah. before you would need, I guess, an Xbox 360 because I don't know if it's backwards compatible with this stuff now. No, you would at you, least need a 360 well. or the original Xbox. Was it original it w- Xbox? It was original Xbox. Okay, I couldn't remember. I thought it was 360 for some reason, but I guess that makes sense. I, yeah. I looked it up. The game and the controller you can get for like 150 Yeah. Pre-owned. It's not and too bad. That's, I think, about how much it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's got... Uh, 30-something buttons on the controller? 80. 80. Yeah, yeah 80 and it's buttons. like a full mech cockpit yeah. for your controller. Yeah, it's, you have to like really devote some time to learning how to pilot the damn thing. That shit, I remember seeing that and being like, I want an Xbox. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know me and big robots, I'm all about big robots. That yeah. would be a cool one to have. Man. I think the Virtual Boy would be real fucking cool yeah. to have. Mm-hmm. Never had one of those. Don't have any nostalgia for it. Yeah, you know? same. A lot of the handheld stuff I honestly kind of checked out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Game Gear, never was into it. Um, the handheld PlayStations. Mm-hmm. I had the, I had a 3DS at some point you did I think you and did. I like I enjoyed that mm-hmm. that was a fun little console I still have my one. 3ds uh you know that's why something like analog mm-hmm. you know this company analog the stuff they do is really appealing to me but it's super expensive and they do limited numbers of them and then if you want it after it's sold out on their site it's even more expensive on the secondary market but they're been put they put out this console called the analog pocket mm-hmm. and the analog pocket just in its natural form and with different adapters can play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Gear, uh, Hue cards from uh, uh, Turbo Graphics. Like, it is uh, Lynx. It, 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 oh, yeah. It's like basically the ultimate retro mm-hmm. handheld system. Those kind of products are appealing to me because it's 
new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's made by a reputable company, and it opens. It's everything all in one nice. I don't have to have a million different handles. Yeah, that's really nice. And then they put out things like the analog NT, I think is what it's called, which is their version of the NES that's apparently awesome. And it's got HDMI out on it. And that makes it super simple. They did yeah. the Super NT for the Super Nintendo, and they did the Mega NT for the uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive. And every time I see them go on sale, I'm like, this is the time I'm going to buy one of these. And I never do because like, we don't need a house full of Genesis cartridges yet until I have my basement. Yep. One of these Uh, days, boy, howdy. (laughs) So I think those things are cool and I could see myself getting into them and they have one, they're bringing out a, uh, a turbo, Mm -hmm. their version of a turbo graphics. And I think that's probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to just have everything, you know, like, like not, even the stuff that I haven't heard of, but the stuff that I have and play, oh, yeah. you know, like the I would love to stuff. have a, like, you know how you go into a rich person's house and they got a library for some reason <laughs> and it's all John Grisham, <laughs> James Patterson. You know what I mean? Dan Brown, Dan Brown. <laughs> and you're like, this is what's in your library. I would like to have that, but it was video games Absolutely. where literally you and I could be sitting around talking about, you know what I haven't played in a while? Splatterhouse 2. And I'll be like, well, hold up. Yep. We're about to. <laughs> the controllers descend from this thing like... <laughs> I have to have one of those push ladders like you see in a library. You've got a you've got a converted steel battalion controller. You're <laughs> 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 just dialing in shit. <laughs> and it just... Rises, yeah. Yep. Some smoke and fog effects. Fuck yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> well, hey guys, thanks for sending in your voicemails and emails. We love hearing from you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to be featured on one of these episodes, send us in a voicemail or email about anything. Hypotionpod at gmail.com. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stoned Cobra. Follow me on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Leave us a review, please. Please leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. When we hit 60 reviews, we're giving away another gift card. Ask Neil, ask Nathan. It pays to leave a review. Help us out. (laughs) Please. I'm begging you. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. (laughs) 